0: No purchase necessary Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 3. BAND Dinner was an exciting affair that night. Anne's house had never been so full. It was so full that she made Seymour and Goofy lug a, lug a table up from the basement, have Riku's parents help her cook, gotten Riku to silently keep an eye on Sora and Kairi while bringing up more chairs, and convinced Donald, King Mickey, Roxas and Naminé, who really couldn't do anything being transparent, To try and calm Jiminy Cricket, who was attempting to turn the whole house inside out looking for the scrapbook. I don't know where it could have gone, Jiminy was saying as Sora and Kyrie came down the stairs. I only took my eyes off it for a second. Sora looked both slightly guilty but highly amused as he watched the Royal Chronicler do his nut. He looked over at Kyrie and the two of them sighed. Jiminy, called Sora as he pulled the scrapbook out of his jacket again, I have your scrapbook. I was showing it to Carrie upstairs. Jiminy bounded over to Sora, promptly snatched it back from him, and began inspecting it to make sure there was no damage. Sora chuck- chuckled nervously and rubbed his head. His inspection completed, Jiminy looked back at Sora. You didn't have to swipe it, Sora, he said sternly. You could have asked me for it. Sora quickly made up a comeback. I couldn't really ask you for it while I was in the middle of leaving in a state of depression, Jimmy. Retaliated before t- taking his trademark pose with his hands behind his head. Besides, where's the fun in that? Carrie giggled behind them. Donald's stomach growled. Hurry up! He yelled. Goofy's already at the table. I don't and I don't want to have nothing to eat. The quacking duck immediately left them and walled to the table as fast as his web feet could take him. The king sighed. Well, we would better go too. Donald has a bigger appetite than Goofy. Six of them headed towards the table. The smell of ham and scallop, and scallops, potatoes wafting towards them. I wish I could. I w- wish I actually could eat. Roxas moaned, rubbing his stomach. Nami giggled. If it's any consolation, she said, I can't eat e- either. Roxas laughed at her whining as they walked into the kitchen, bringing up the rear. There was much conversation during dinner as they began telling the story from beginning to end. There hadn't been much time for commentary and going into all the nitty gritty details around the supper table, the parents and Carrie began calling for more renditions and repetitions. Eating was punctuated with requests like tell us about Captain Jack Sparrow again or how did you beat Luxor again? Sor of felt as if now he was really storytelling. What I did earlier, he reasoned, was just connecting point A to point B. What I'm doing now is storytelling. He could tell Roxas' health the same way, but he could also sense a longing for food that went beyond him. Oh, if only I could eat, Roxas said silently to him. Sora decided to poke fun at his nobody by telepathically telling Roxas how each bite tasted. Oh, this is so good, he thought. This is the best potato I ever tasted, and this ham is so sucky. Sora, if you don't shut up right now, I'm going to have Kyrie kill you. Naminate commuted. Sora slightly paled. She can hear my thoughts too. Now I'm going to, now I have two angry nobodies against me. Sora looked over to Kyrie. She was smirking at him as if she was trying to t- being told everything he was doing. Despite her sweet smile, she gave him a look that said, You're on your own. Sora was contemplating the possible ways that the two transparent people who could come and go between his and Kyrie's minds at will could do to him. Seymour always Seymour always the sceptic spoke. Well, boy, you've spun a thrilling tale, one that would probably make best dollar for two years if you wrote it as a book. Where's the proof, though? Sora Kairi Riku made faces of sheer annoy- of severe annoyance at his disbelief. Roxas and Nami appeared offended. So you want more of proof than Jiminy's full journal? Two spectral nobodies, one that is technically a second daughter to you, and several people from another world. Fine. Riku snapped as he rose from the table. He nodded at Sora and Kairi, who rose and joined him in a line. Each of them struck out the right hand. With a flash, their three keyblades appeared. Riku on the right with way to the dawn, Sora in the center with the oblivion, and Kairi on the left with her unnamed keyblade. It had a black handle with a golden pommel with a keychain. Its hilt was curved with a heart... With one side keeping changing from a sand gray to an ocean white with a wave protruding the other side was also sand gray as it wove its way up the shaft which changed from a bright yellow to a deep red melting into the flowers that formed the key the four adults were sh- were shocked for them it might have been true it was a pleasant tale not to have everything completely proven in one instant. it was down it was entirely downright devastating at the very same time after the shock wore off of seeing the keyblades you are not to go on any more adventures sora and the others immediately protested but Anne and the others were still admins you could have di- you could have been killed you could have died sora you did die I don't want to lose you again. Kairi, you lost your heart. Sure, ended up in Sora, but you're still close to death. You gave- Riku, you gave into the- You gave into darkness and were possessed. I'm sure none of us want that again. But mom, Sora countered, but Seymour silenced him with his hand. I will hear none of it. Since everything you've told us is true, as mayor, I forbid you from leaving these islands again. Seymour sternly reprimanded. Kairi and Sora grimaced. Even if the world's fall in danger again, Kairi asked, Seymour remains a stone. Even if your friends on Radiant Garden, or whatever it's called, will die if you don't go to help them, he said savagely. Kyrie began to cry. The no- nominee then faded out in a bright flash of yellow as the glow covered Kyrie. She ran outside. Her keyblade vanished, trying to hide the tears. Sher was equally as emotional, except half the pu- was pure rage. The other pure hurt. Afraid to attack Kairi's father, he d- he dismissed the k- Oblivion and attempted to stomp off after Kairi, only to ha- have a seething Seymour step in front of him and shove him away as he left after his daughter. Riku dismissed his own Keyblade and followed his parents out the open door, his own hatred and of the situation masked. King Mickey and the others looked nervously around and at Anne. Um, he said, we'd better get going. Goodbye, Sora. I hope we'll be able to visit. Anne simply looked coldly at him. The, queen, the king quailed as if Minnie gave him that look. Gotta go. I just remembered. Minnie wants me to walk Pluto. He, he hurriedly said as he rushed out the door. Goofy and Jimmy with his whole journal at his heels, Donald stayed back just long enough to magically start and finish the dishes and wished Sora good luck. Anne turned to look at her sons and pointed up the stairs. Bed, mister, she declared as Sora looked angrily at her. Fine, he snapped as he began walking up the stairs, and equally miffed Roxas faded into blue light that engulfed Sora. Anne sighed and just shook her head. I just don't want him to be hurt, she thought. I hope we're doing the right thing. I can't believe this, Sora, Kairi, and Riku were on the small islet on their island, it had been a week since their parents forbade them from leaving the islands. A week also since they had been together. The king and the others had left immediately for fear of their parents' wrath, and stopped it off schools to start tomorrow. I know," said Kyrie. But I, "But, I have barely done any fighting, and they won't let me go if we ever have to again." Kyrie said, began. "They won't let us. We won't let any of us go." You heard what your father said. Why do they keep treating us like little kids? Sora asked to nobody in particular. I mean, we're 15. Riku, you're 16. Maybe it's because of your age. You guys think you're invincible. Roxas said as he faded in. Sora turned to his nobody. That's true of most teenagers. But with what we've been through, we know we aren't invincible. We know the dangers. And we know how to fight them. Maybe they just don't know that yet. Naminate said as she also faded in next to Kairi. She turned to Roxas and hugged him. I missed you, she said sweetly. Roxas smiled and hugged her back while Sora and Kyrie half-blushed at their nobody's behavior and turned away from each other. With Kyrie going down to the beach, it sucks, Namine said to Sora with a harsh look on her face before looking back to Roxas. Because your parents are keeping you two separate, I, Roxas and I can't be together. Sora remembered the promise he and Kyrie made to them with an apologetic face. Sorry, Namane," he said, with his face downcast at his failed promise. She and Roxas looked at him. "Look, man," Roxas said with a smile on his face. "I know I've been beating you up about it for the last week, but it's not like you can do anything about it." Riku meanwhile was looking at the sea. Nothing's really changed, huh? Me- meaning, meaning, Gallant Sword didn't catch his drift. Yes, it has. Riku sighed and held his hands and in- held his hand in his hands. No, stupid. I'm, I mean that nothing here has really changed, even though we have. Sora resented this comment, but responded, Noth- No, nothing will. Sora looked up at his best friend. They hadn't talked much about the stuff after their battle with Xemnas. Hey, Riku, what do you think it was, the door to the light? Riku laughed and pointed at his heart. Sora looked down. That? Roxas asked. Yeah, Riku said to them all, it's closer than you think. Sora smiled as Roxas looked down at Nomine in the eyes and hugged her tighter. Sora, Riku. Sora turned his head to look at Kairi to see Kairi running back with a stitch on her side. Hey, what's up? He asked, opening his arms ready to catch her if she fell. Kairi looked up and in her hand she held a corked bottle with a message in it. Look, she said, and as she showed them, as she showed them, inside there was a scroll gr- bearing three black circles that resembled the mouse's head. From the king? Namine asked as Sora quickly took the bottle and fished out the scroll. He read it first, with Riku and Kairi reading over his shoulders. Roxas quickly became impatient. Well, what's it say? he asked, Sora began to read, read aloud. Dear Sora, Kairi, and Riku, I hope your parents haven't punished you too harshly. Sorry about the hasty departure, but we began to fear our lives. Unfortunately, in our week apart, I have discovered something we forgot about. It shouldn't have been a problem, but in case that Destiny Island comes under attack by Heartless, I have dispatched two volunteers to help you out. Remember, they are my representatives, and will do and you will do what they tell you. You should become acquainted with them tomorrow. Hope you're all well, Mickey. What do you think it means? asked Kyrie. It means Heartless are still out there, and they're increased in strength. It also means the king said acknowledges our current position with our folks, and so is sending help to us. So Riku said. So what do we do now? asked Sora. We wait until the representatives make themselves known. Until then, we go home and prepare for school tomorrow, he replied, noticing that it was getting darker. Sora sighed. Let's go, Riku said, standing up and leaving to the docks. Sora, Kairi, Roxas, and Nami were walking across the footbridge from the islets. When Riku was began rowing away as they reached their as they reached their own boats. Roxas and Nami looked at each other before melting back into their respective mists. The boat ride back only took five minutes as the current was with them today. Carol looked back at the island with longing. I wish we could still be there over there, she said. We don't have parents that forbid us from seeing each other on our island. Sora looked at her with pity. He knew th- what she was talking about. The main reason why today was the only day they had been together was that Seymour wouldn't let Carrie out, afraid that she would see Sora and he would take her away from him. Sora thought it was silly, but the only thing, but the only thing he could think about in the previous week was what he wouldn't give to see Carrie again or to even smell her perfume. It had felt as painful when Sa- as when wouldn't went taken to her while in Hollow Bastion. There she was, yet he couldn't see her. Sora had Sora Sora saw that she had started walking home. I won't lose her tonight, he thought. Not yet. He quickly caught up to her, for she wasn't walking very quickly. He put his black jacket over her. It's a cold night. I'll walk you home, he said quietly as he sadly smiled at her. She looked up at him, her cerulean eyes full of gratitude and more, gratitude and more. She snuggled closer into his jacket drawing the warmth from from it into her. Thank you, Sora, she said, turning her head so he wouldn't see her blush, not that he could in the dark. You sly dog. Shut up, Roxas. They walked slowly, neither of them wanting to be parted quickly. It had been bad enough that they were torn apart for so long, but to be on the same world and unable to see each other was too much. The cobblestones glistened softly in the street, street lamps, as they slowly walked down the street, neither of them spoke for each felt their heart would betray them and say something they thought they would regret. They finally arrived in the in front of Kyrie's house. She sighed sadly as she removed Sora's jacket. "I have to go," she said, giving it to him she felt she suddenly hugged him, falling into his chest and wrapping her arms tightly around him. Sora was taken aback, but comfortingly wrapped his arms around her. Her perfume was like an intoxicating drug, making Sora feel extremely dizzy and off-balance. Yet, yet, yet he also felt as if he could hold her like this all day. What is this feeling? he asked himself. Meet me here tomorrow morning, Harry whispered, pulling back from him, that we can walk to school together and catch up. Sora smiled at her as he looked deep into her eyes. I'd like that, he said quietly, she turned to go and slowly entered her home, giving Sora a small wave as she left his sight. The vanilla, honey, strawberry blend wafted gently up from his jacket, still in his hands. You've got it bad. Shut up. Thank you for listening. I am AnimeGuy One. If you'd wish to, f- if you'd wish to be a voice in the story, message me on Skype at AnimeGuyKurosaki One, or message me on Twitter at AnimeGuy One. Thank you for listening. Bye.